0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley.
1: We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service.
0: So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range.
1: All available with up to 10-year warranty.
0: Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist
1: advice from our motability team.
0: Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717
3: 700. Let's go! Are you heading to Seville? How are you getting to Seville? How was last night at Ibrox for you? Was that the biggest and best night of all for you Rangers fans? And uh, Barry Ferguson has that smile left your face because this was your reaction in this very studio last night. We're off to <laughs> oh, <laughs> I Cannot wait.
4: I cannot wait. Brilliant. It's an unbelievable achievement, and they deserve it. Because they knocked out the favourites from the Dortmund. They went to tough places. In Red Star Belgrade, Braga—they've come up against a very good team in Leipzig. Don't tell me that Rangers don't deserve to get to this final. And do you know what? I—I I, I think they'll do it. They'll do it. They'll go one better. And I would love
3: nothing more than that to happen. The operation to surgically remove the smile from his face has been unsuccessful. How are you? Still um, in cloud nine. To,
4: to be honest with you, it was—I uh, went back after the game last night, and I was up to about four, five o'clock in the morning. Um, Celebrating with a few drinks, I've got to Bonnishweet. An unbelievable achievement, Rob. Yeah. Um, against, a, as I said there, against a very good Leipzig team. I was worried, I've got to Bonnishweet in the second half. Once they scored, they were starting to dominate um, the ball and create a few chances. But I think overall, Rangers thoroughly deserve to get through to the final. And now it's all about trying to organise and, and, and get there. and um, Hopefully I can get there with my, my two boys and a, a few of my friends because I would love to go and and sample it for a different side. Um, I was lucky enough to get there as, as a player um, in the, the final in 2008, but I would love to go as a supporter and, and soak up the atmosphere and be amongst all the, the fans. And as I said, that I really do believe, I said that a few weeks ago, I do believe that Rangers win well it. Um, they're coming up against a good team in in Frankfurt but I think they're, they're beatable, no doubt in my mind about it and if Rangers show the sort of performance they did last night, certainly in the first 45 they had to dig in in the second half as I said Rob, they dug in, they showed character and they got that, that winning goal through John Lundstrom. so yep, absolute delighted for the group of players and obviously it was a tough night as well with we, we Jimmy Bell passing away in, in, in Tuesday so it was a fitting tribute that they got into the final and they've got now every chance won hey, hey, winning the Europa League
3: Yeah it was an emotional night wasn't it 14 years on from the final Barry was talking about Rangers are back at uh, the Europa League final a week on Wednesday it is uh, which is hard Crazy. to believe it's coming around really quickly um, Barry's got all his travel uh, department uh, working on his <laughs> how he's going to get there at the moment where he's going to stay but I, th- I believe that things are, are moving on in that regard Rangers against Eintracht Frankfurt on the 18th of May just four days before three days before the Scottish Cup final at Hampden will be two trophies to end the season for Rangers Uh, well we've been asking a question for the last couple of months on the show could it be one of those collectors item seasons when both Rangers and Celtic fans end up happy Rangers could win two trophies inside four days Celtic have the League Cup already and will effectively land the title if they beat Hearts in Glasgow's East End tomorrow. Is it going to be one of those rare occasions, Mark, where both sides are happy?
5: <clears throat> Come the end of the season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is, Rob. Yeah. Um, I remember being in the studio with Barry when Rangers beat Dortmund and he said, there's, there's something special happening this season. And it is. You reached a European final and I'd say to Barry as well, we were talking about it earlier, having... Been to Seville in 2003 with Celtic and Manchester in 2008 with Rangers, Barry played that night, he captained the the team. Definitely go with your family mm. and enjoy it and see that other side of it where you can switch off. You're not hold up in the hotel, you're not focusing in the 90 minutes. Go and enjoy it and sample it because they don't come around often, albeit that's twice in 14 years, which is some achievement uh, for Rangers, but they don't go. Seville's a lovely city, go and soak it up and I think Rangers are, are going to win it. Rob, there's a feeling there that they're, they're going to win it Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has got something special in Europe you know, his coaching skills have been first class in Europe that said Eintracht Frankfurt middle of the Bundesliga but have not lost in 12 European games this season Rob, they've won 7 out of 12 they've, you know beaten Barcelona in the new Camp they've beaten West Ham played against Fenerbahce Real Betis you know, Olympiacos played a lot of good teams have not lost in 12 games in Europe beat West Ham home and away beat West Ham are down to 10 men but there's something about Rangers that this team's got something about it and I I, I think they've got more than one hand in the trophy in Seville on May 18th
3: Talking of hands on the trophy is James Tavernier going to walk in the footsteps of Billy McNeil John Gregg, Willie Miller the only three Scottish club captains to have lifted a European trophy I mean that would be incredible
4: Well, the the three names you mentioned there are are unbelievable
3: players and and what an opportunity
4: um, they've got. Uh, No doubt in my mind, I look back in the 2008 team when we got there and we just weren't good enough on the night, Rob. Um, And you come off after that game and you're travelling the bus back to the hotel, you're regretting things. And I said last night before the game, don't leave anything. Mm Uh, make sure you come in and you can look yourself in the mirror that you, you've gave everything. And certainly last night, they gave everything. And I think James Tavernier, here, as Mark's just mentioned here, yeah, I think they've got one hand on the trophy. Look, they are a good team, Frankfurt. Uh, Mark just mentioned, they're beating Barcelona, West Ham. Now, I've seen West Ham a number of times this season. West Ham are a proper team. Yeah. So, the Rangers are going to be in for a, a tough game. But I just, I, I just believe there's something... Special here that that's going to be happening, and, and what an opportunity. They're 90 minutes away from being absolute legends.
3: Yeah, let's yeah. talk to Sean. Uh, Sean, how are you feeling about last night?
4: Oh, it's a,
6: the best day of my life last night. was absolutely amazing. Every Rangers who have done Glasgow proud last night, honestly, I'm with Barry Ferguson. I think we're winning this. It's 50 years that Rangers last won a European trophy. We're winning this for uh, Jeremy Bell and Walter Smith. That's is coming home. Football's coming to Glasgow.
3: The bookies have uh, Frankfurt as odds on favourites, Sean. Can you can you understand that? Do you agree with that? You obviously don't. Do,
6: do you know what? I, think, be honest, I don't mind us being underdogs. Um, to be honest, with it. put other pressure on them. But I also think uh, if, if you've got um, just a couple of pounds, put on Rangers, because Rangers are definitely
3: bringing us home. Football's coming back to Glasgow. And sometimes, Barry, there is just something in the air, isn't there? That we've we've felt that for a while, haven't we? Yeah, I, I felt
4: we? it after the Dortmund game. For me, they put out um, the best team in Dortmund. They were clear favourites to win in Europa League. They were they were a top team. They were the best team um, in the competition. And I just felt for them, sometimes you need the luck of the draw. We spoke about that a number of times. And there was other good teams in there, but they got Red Star. Still, still tough games, but they got the luck of the draw. Red Star, Braga... Leipzig's a level up, but they showed last night that they uh, they can compete at that level. And they'd be a very good Leipzig team. You've seen Leipzig for a good 25 minutes last night, the the quality they had. Um, I was worried watching it when they scored. They were so dominant at that stage. They just couldn't get that, that vital goal. But Rangers dug deep they defended really well and they showed brilliant character and for me, the man who popped up with the, the, the goal to send him to the final, John Lundstrom, I couldn't have been any more happier. The the guy had a, a tough first six months but let's be honest, since he's come in after the, the defeat against Celtic at Celtic Part 3 now, he's been Rangers' best player by a country mile.
3: Mm. We've been talking for a long time as well, Mark, about the big prize being the title mm. this season. Yeah, The bigger prize... Is winning the Europa League going into the Super Cup, the riches that are going to come from that, and it's going to be Pot One in the Champions League if Rangers win the Europa.
5: Yeah, I mean the the the, the carrot is massive. You know, you you've got that 30 million 40 million whatever the the price may be. You're right into Pot One, so you, you should have a an easier draw if there is mm-hmm. such a thing in the Champions League. But as importantly for Rangers as actually getting the silverware and, and, and becoming a legend and doing all that financially. You're going to keep up with Celtic mm. because Rangers would be, you know, they'd be concerned if they don't get it and Celtic will get that £30 to £40 million jackpot. That that could take Celtic away. Now, right now, there's next to nothing between the teams. At any given day, either Celtic or Rangers, because win. as we've seen the last three or four games, it's been very, very tight. So to have that same financial package as Celtic are going to get, that's a big thing moving forward, which is great for Scottish football because it keeps both teams on their toes. Yeah. Keeps the board that Celtic partner towards because you know, you don't want to. Celtic supporters shouldn't just want to see their board. Oh, well, we've got a £35 million start this summer, we'll just do enough to get by, we'll just do enough to keep sure that you know, no, they won't do that if Rangers have got the money um, as well. So that makes it all very interesting domestically um, for next season, too. And why I'm co- confident for, for Rangers and May 18, when I think back to uh, Saville in 2003 as much as it was a really, really good Celtic team, I mean, a top Celtic team, always felt that Porto were clear favourites. I mean, when you think Mourinho was a manager, and Manish, and Deco, and and yep. all those guys. In 2008, Dick advocates Zenit team, I thought, were clear favourites, Barry, mm-hmm. against your team, you know, that. you know, you think of uh, Alshavin and, Tommy and Tommy all those Chup. guys, yep. Mm-hmm. So, and that's taken nothing away from Celtic, but this time, I don't think I don't agree with the bookies I think it's very I know they've got to pick one favorite. Yeah. Fair enough doesn't it's matter It's up to the bookies But I think there's next to nothing Between both teams as well Go to a neutral venue Both will have big big supports They'll both be well backed um, That's why I think With Rangers this time No there's There's something there And, and, and Sean me agree I, I know all the focus this week Has been on Jimmy Bell And rightly so But he mentioned Walter Smith And that was a nice thing as well And you know what You just wonder
3: Mm-hmm Sean, who was your uh, top player for Rangers last night? Um, well, I've I've
6: always had mixed uh, emotions going on, but I thought Limstrong
3: played the best. Yeah, that was that, well. He was the one that Barry picked out, and, yeah. and for the last he, what seven, eight weeks or something, like mean, d- do
4: you know what? I mean, he, he was in the back three, right side of the back three, he looked very comfy. Moved into the centre of the park When Ryan Jack came off injured and, and just was an absolute machine in there And I think the last 8 weeks That you just mentioned there Rob I, don't, I think everybody will agree with me I think he's been Rangers best player he, He's shown the qualities I, I know he was a good player Stephen Gerrard chased him for a, a long time they Eventually got him signed, signed up And now he's starting to show his qualities He's strong, he's powerful Can get about the pitch He can pass the ball, can use both feet And now you're starting to see the real quality and and he's one of the first names, when Gio goes and picks a starting 11, Mm -hmm. believe me when I say this, he'll be one of the first names in the team sheet.
3: The one that I'm finding scary at the moment and I think his value is almost going up by millions, almost Mm -hmm. game to game at the moment, is Calvin Bassey. He's 22, left back, centre back, pace, power. Composure on the ball You just can't knock him off the ball And when he loses it He very quickly wins it back He he just looks unstoppable at the moment What a talent he is I think it was maybe £230,000 Rangers. Rangers paid when they got yeah. him from Leicester Academy
5: Yeah, it was a great bit of business With Stephen Gerrard and whoever it is in the scouting staff has tipped him off uh, I think I said a couple of weeks ago on here Rangers I can see Bassey emerging as Rangers' biggest asset very soon and, yeah. and there's no doubt there will be suitors um, down the road from the yeah. big bucks I mean, there's no doubt because he fills
3: the bill for but, English teams doesn't that, he
5: and that's what Rangers have always strived what, that's what they've been striving to achieve in the past five or six years as well in terms of their model was we've always said that when, when Celtic sold Wanyama and Foster and Van Dyke and, and, and whoever else it was um, uh, was it Dembele and guys like that the The value went up to like 12, 14, 16 million pounds with the greatest respect. not because they were beating Motherwell, Dundee, and Patrick Thistle. They were doing it on the European yeah. stage. This is now the same for, for Rangers. So, clubs down south, we've been thinking, yeah, Bassy, yeah, he's doing all right, but he's, you know, he's he's played against Aberdeen or he's played against Dundee, so and so. But now, oh, wait a minute, he's, he's doing it against Leipzig, he's doing it against Dortmund, he's doing it against Braga, Ryan Kent, all those guys. Now, I'm not doing that to try and chase them away. From Rangers, but what my point is, they're now they are now serious of, of serious value in the transfer market because they're doing it on the European stage, and that's the kind of model that Rangers want to get. The fans don't want to hear it, but if you're buying for half a million, Rob, and a million or two million, you're selling for twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. That's the business model. That's what you've got to do, and then you you go and try and find the next one. So, in on all fronts. It's yeah. working very well for Rangers just now.
3: Yeah. It's, one, it's one of the biggest words, words in football, isn't it? Recruitment. And mm. that is top recruitment. Yeah, in because terms he, of Bassey. What, 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 what sort of number would you put on him at the moment?
4: I, I don't want to put him under pressure, but listen, he, he's, got to be looking, he's got to be looking at £10 million just now. I would um, have
3: thought that. I would have thought that's conservative. Yeah, but his development
4: honest. this year, Rob's been unbelievable. He, he's grew each game, he's getting stronger, he's getting better. And the beauty of him, he can play left-back he can play left wing-back, he can play in a back three, he can play in a back two left centre-back. And I'm glad you brought his name up. A lot of people go on about, I've been going on about Lundström, you've got Ryan Jack, you've got Tavernier, Goulson, Morelos, you can go on and on. And not a lot of people mention Bassey. And to be honest with you, he's been been outstanding. And he's one that I'm sure Rangers would need to try and get tied up in a long-term contract. Because if he produces these sort of performances again next season, Rangers are going to struggle to keep a hold of him because there'll be people down. He, he fits the bill as a defender. Yeah. He's strong, he's yeah. powerful. He's also a good football player. Yeah. He is going to make the odd mistake. He's only young. But he recovers well, but, doesn't he? Yeah, if he does, that's the thing. He's got great recovery pace. Great recovery he great pace. He's got great delivery
5: as well, not he? He whips a great ball in you know, And the yeah. thing
4: that that comes out of the, the training ground as well, he wants to learn. He's always asking questions. He wants to stay out and, and make himself better. And you love to hear that mm-hmm. young players want to in, improve themselves. And, and fair play him. I think he's been immense for Rangers this season.
3: I'm with you, Mark. I, I think he's well on the way to being Rangers' biggest asset. I think he's going to be surely worth frightening. I think he will be this summer. Be I,
4: think spotting. Spotting. For I, I forgot yeah. to say that. Mark, I think Mark's made a brilliant comment there. I think if he continues this over the mm. next, say, six months next season... He will be Rangers' biggest asset.
3: It was, I, I find it, Sean. I found looking at looking at the game last night. I found it really difficult to, you know, he he. I mean, he stood out. Lindstrom stood out. John, uh, James Tavernier stood out. And it, it was a difficult exercise to pick a man of the match out of that because it was a great team performance. It had to be. It had to be all eleven on the pitch at one time who were performing. You you couldn't afford a weakness in that game to to get through it. And and Rangers as a team, Sean, really impressive.
6: Uh, Rangers Randall, were brilliant yesterday, they were good at man Martin yesterday, and I even thought they were quite good at defending yesterday, I sometimes we can be a bit slack at the back, but I, I thought everybody's 10 out of 10, and I just, honestly, I just think there's something about this team in Europe, they're just amazing. And Tavernier, um, seven goals, I think, in the uh, Europa League, that is brilliant, man, for a uh, right-back.
4: He's the top yeah, scorer in the Europa League. Uh, his numbers are <laughs> astonishing for a for a fullback. Yeah, uh, and when Ryan Kent bursts into the box, he, he's a, he's oh. at the back post. Obviously, yeah. to knock it in. I mean, the, the, his numbers—not just his goals. I know he takes penalties, but he's still got to stand up there and get it in the back of the net. But he's uh, he's cis as well. And again, he came in for a bit of criticism mm. eighteen months or so ago. People weren't too sure about him. One thing about James Tavernier. He always made himself available, he always went out there and gave his all and now he's turning into be a, a top class captain and a top class player. And you're going about Bassey, two hundred and thirty grand, I think it was you Rob mm-hmm. that said that. Yeah.
3: James Tavenier, three hundred thousand pounds for Wigan Yeah. And, and Glenn Kamara, who's who's come back on the he's scene up. impressively, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's should... struggled. He's
4: been in and out the team, I thought, last night. I mean, I, I think it surprised a lot of people with his inclusion in yeah. the team. But I yeah. thought Glenn Kamara last night showed what a, a quality midfielder he is. And I thought the goal, he started the move, good passage of play. and the finish, it was just um, passed into the, the bottom left-hand corner. Again, I mean, you couldn't fault him the no. last night. I thought no. everybody on the pitch... Um, gave their all, and that—that's all you can ask. Um, but there was good quality within that as well.
5: You, when you think about it, Rangers played in a European semi-final last night against a top-quality German side and scored three goals without a centre forward.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you
5: know, that shows you. Mm. That shows you the team that it was a it was a team a proper team performance last night. There wasn't an individual that you know. No. you know, was a superstar. No. It was a proper team because all had to chip in yeah. and do that wee number nine bit and, and, and float about and switch about. And they, and and that's they lost. What I think. And they
3: lost a Rebo injured in the game yeah. who, who was outstanding for exactly. them as well.
5: So I think that's again when you came down, and you see, you know what? Real, I don't know what Sean thinks, but real credit to to Giovanni and his staff because these things, you know, beating Dortmund and beating Braga, that the, the, they don't just happen. Just by turning up, you know, there's preparation you know, beating Celtic, in the Scottish Cup final after knocking out Braga. That's all about the the manager and the coaching staff and clearly the players like them. They want to go and play for those guys because you you wouldn't be getting those kind of results if the players didn't like Giovanni and his stuff.
3: And Sean, you only have to go back a few weeks to the point where some Rangers fans were questioning him going into those make or break couple of games in the space of of four days. Um, I think he's come through with flying colours, it's fair to say. Oh,
6: definitely. Definitely. But in Europe, there's something definitely that I've said. But honestly, I think We'll Date, and I think it'll be coming home anyway. So you can get that uh, boogie go, ra- uh, go radio bus
3: on Mr. Hill. <laughs> <all that. laughs> the engines are being started on the boogie bus. Uh, thanks a lot for your call, Sean. All the best. Cheers,
2: mate. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. go.
3: Friday evening with the Go Radio football show, Barry Ferguson, Mark Greedy, Rob McLean and your calls on the back of uh, what a game last night at Ibrox, what an atmosphere, what a noise as Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his team made it to the Europa League final, only Eintracht Frankfurt now stand in their way, stand between Rangers and a first European trophy in 50 years how would that be and it's not far away it's a week next Wednesday um, followed very quickly by the Scottish Cup final but that's what Rangers are used to at the moment it has been big game after big game and they have been thriving on it uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst speaking after the game last night uh, Wow it's been an amazing night from the from the start we had the start we
7: wanted to score first I think that was very important in this game I think the, uh, the play I think we were on full speed for the first 35 minutes. We managed to get uh, two goals in, which was amazing. Half time, I think the 2-1 uh, after a great save by Allen. You know, just after that they scored the 2-1, and I think, I think this was the critical moment for, uh, for both teams. I think and uh, to score the 83rd minute, the, the goal for John gave not only the belief. I think the belief was already there, but the, you know the energy and power to, to play the last minutes
3: the team ferguson travel department are on the case uh trying to get to seville um and he's got a smile on his face so i think things are going well but some of us uh, are already booked jason and Denniston, some of us already sorted uh, for that trip to seville aren't you
8: uh, if i fly out next saturday i managed to to book it within reasonable time so i fly from Edinburgh straight to Seville next Saturday. I've not got a flight back yet, but I'll I'll cross that bridge when I when I come out. <laughs> have
3: you got any advice have you got any advice for Barry?
8: <laughs> uh just do whatever it takes, Barry, I'm sure you will. Uh, if you need to swim swim the channel to get there, cycle, run, however you need to get there, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll make it.
4: Oh I'll make it. Don't you worry about that, Jason. Um but the only the only problem I've got, you're going out on the Saturday, the game's not at the Wednesday. Oh <laughs> <Well, laughs>
8: well, it's I a long know, shift that. Um, I'm going to take it take it easy on the beers for the first two days, and then uh, we'll go we'll go and tongs for the rest of the, the trip. After
3: that, do you understand that phrase? Take it easy
4: on the beers, Barry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't, uh, unfortunately. Um, but listen, it's brilliant to hear. Look, mm. Jason's got um, out there on the, the Saturday, and look, I th- I'm sure thousands and thousands of Rangers fans will, will do whatever it takes to. to How to many get,
3: do you think? Numbers-wise, what do you think?
4: Listen, I. I I mean, what's the stadium hold? Is it fifty thousand? That's around that, 60, isn't it? 50 or yeah, sixty thousand. Yep. I mean, you're doubling or trebling that. Mm-hmm. The amount of Rangers fans that will, I want to get out there and, and hopefully snap up um, some tickets. Um, but listen, it's going to be a an unbelievable um, occasion, and it's something that Mark mentioned. that's don't miss out, I want to go and sample it with my boys. Mm. Um, they were only young youngsters when. Um, I made it to the to the final, and I, that's what I wanted to do. I want to go and soak up the atmosphere and and enjoy the the occasion with the the Rangers supporters.
3: Jason, what do you think in terms of numbers that Rangers will take to this?
8: It's funny you should mention that. I was just just before I came on onto the call, I was on the phone to one of my mates. He's he's trying to do the same as a lot of Rangers supporters right now, trying to figure out the the roadmap on how they're going to get there. And we were discussing uh, sort of the estimates for numbers. I I would, I mean, Seville, uh, sorry, Manchester was sort of estimated between 200 and 250. Obviously, it won't be as much as that due, due to where the, the final's been played this this time round. But, uh, I mean, I would say close to 100, 100,000 Rangers fans will, will make the journey across for, for this occasion.
3: Did you believe going into last night, Jason, the, that it was going to happen?
8: I've never believed more in my life, honestly. I, I, and it's strange to say that because it's top opposition that I've spent, you know, millions upon millions of pounds on top quality players, uh, and it's also in the semi-final of a of a European Cup. But just on the lead-up to it, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the you know entering the stadium last night or on, or, or on the walk-up to it, even two or three days prior, or, or, or even probably as far back as when we beat Prager I um, Ibrox to, to, to get through to the semi-final. Um, there's just a belief at the minute, and it, the mm-hmm. belief's right around the club. It's within the fans. It's within the management team. It's the backroom staff. It's the players everyone's just connected at the minute and um, I think you, you noticed that last night the, the scenes at the end of the game will, will, will live, with me, live with me forever um, it was it was, it was was euphoric that, that's the only way that I can describe it everyone was just in a state of trance almost um, just soaking it up so um, I don't like using this term because it is chucked about a bit written in the stars but it feels different this time I was fortunate enough to, to go to Manchester um, I was only 16 at the time I'm a wee, wee bit older now unfortunately but um you know, you were saying prior to to me coming on that at the time I think the it since Petersburg were probably favourites. I mean a lot of Rangers fans you've know, always got a bit of confidence going into a final, it's a one off game, but um Zenit were probably favourites to win that, to be fair. they did a lot of good players, um, as did we, but it just wasn't meant to be. But this time round it feels like feels like this is going to be the one and to be part of that and and being <coughs> able to witness Rangers becoming potential European champions is Oh, if I died the day after, I would die a happy man. Put it
3: that way. All right, that's a bit dramatic, but uh, <laughs> um, I can see where the bookies are coming from. It's just a, it's a broad sweep, isn't it? It's Bundesliga versus Scottish a, a Scottish team, uh, you know, and 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 that's what they're basing it on. Um, and, I, and I take Mark's point earlier about their European run. They've beaten Betis and Barca and West Ham. They're on a, a, an unbeaten European run. But when you look at the Bundesliga. Uh, they're eleventh mm-hmm. of, of an eighteen team uh, uh, league, and and Dortmund are second, and Leipzig uh, are fifth. Yeah, but I
4: think it's about false. I, I I seen a an interview with their manager about four or five weeks ago, saying that they had put all their fo- they were going to be safe in the Bundesliga. Mm. They put all their focus and attention into the Europa League, whether that's resting the important players at the weekend, and um, when they they, they played domestically. Um, but listen. They, they are they are a good team. You, you can't say they're not. You don't get to the final if you're not. No, I'm team. not
3: saying they're not a good team. I'm I'm just saying that there's nothing to they're be beatable. frightened about no. when you when you've
4: beaten Dortmund and Le- and Leipzig. I think that's the kind of attitude that Rangers have got. There's there's an airy Jane Jason mentioned it there. There's an airy confidence about this group of players at this moment in time. You can see it on the pitch. They're playing with confidence, and I think the big one was the semi-final one against Celtic. That that was the the big one you could see it that they've kicked on certainly for that game and last night I, I I was I had no issues. I was confident Rangers were going to do it. Yep, they're coming up against a quality team in Leipzig, but listen, Rangers have got quality players. People tend to forget that. They always look at the opposition. Yep, good team, good players, but listen, Rangers are a right good team They're right good players mm. as well. And getting into this final, I, I firmly believe that Rangers will, will win it. Yeah, It'll be a tough game, no doubt about it, but Rangers have got enough
3: in the locker to, to beat Eintracht um, Frankfurt. And Jason, Mark, makes a really good point about the, the, the obvious connection there is at the moment, that strong connection. Manager, players, supporters, everyone <coughs> together.
5: Yeah, I, I, and, and I agree. Um, the Scottish Cup semi-final has been a turning point and I know Rangers put Borussia Dortmund and, and, and um, Bragg out before that, but for Giovanni van Bronckhurst, he needed that. He was under he, pressure, wasn't he? Yeah, he needed to show the Rangers supporters because, like, listen, we're not going to kid on. There was Rangers supporters that doubted him, that mm-hmm. doubted at that moment in time if he was the right guy for the job, even though he'd beaten Borussia Dortmund. But he had to show he could beat Celtic. For some Rangers supporters, that's a be all and end all, and I understand that. I don't necessarily go along with that, but understand why they think that. And he did, and, and he did it very comfortably in the back of one hundred twenty minutes against um, Braga. So that was a, a big one for Giovanni. And you know what? Maybe that's just made him relaxed feeling that the range of supporters can now sort of believe in me, a wee bit more relaxed, wee bit less pressure and and they've thrived um, from that. But just touching on the uh, Seville in the final Rob, we just looked up there because I wasn't sure. Forty three thousand that's not a big capacity. No. I don't know why they're no. picking stadiums like that. No. Yeah. For you no. because it can't be the same one that Celtic played in. No. So there must be two stadiums yeah. in, no, in Seville. Are, yeah. But
3: yeah.
5: to choose a European um final you know, your second biggest competition in, in Europe. crazy capacity. 43,000 for me is very, very poor. Yeah, it should be an absolute minimum of 50, probably 60. I know you're maybe limited to, to, to maybe 20 stadiums around Europe, but still, to only have 43,000, I think's, um really, really uh, unfair. But I think, I forgot about if Rangers could into the Super Cup can you imagine Rangers mm. against Real Madrid or Rangers against Liverpool yeah. as a curtain razor in the, in August as well when you think about that I mean that's just it's, it's mad isn't it it's mad
3: and then pot one in the Champions League it just goes on and on we've got uh, Jason with us stay with us Jason we've got Derek uh, a Rangers fan with us as well Derek um, have you come down off the ceiling yet? <laughs> just about yes uh, Matt's stole my, my thunder there when he says about
9: people doubting Ben Bronkers and I remember I had poured in saying that they think they would have sacked him if he had lost these two games to Dortmund and Celtic. But uh, I don't think they would have been in the final if Gerard was the manager. I think he's, because he changes his system,
3: I don't think Steven Gerard would have done
9: that. I am not saying it went far, but I think that he's a better manager than Gerrard.
3: I suppose it's very easy to say at the moment, isn't it, that, that, but, that, 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 that you believed in Giovanni van Bronckhorst all, all the way along the line, Derek, but you must have known quite a lot of your fellow fans who were having doubts going into those well, those big that, games. I, I
9: did say that, Rob, that there were a lot of the younger generation, probably, would have been wanting uh, his removal if he mm. uh, hadn't beat Celtic. Maybe not so much Dortmund, but I'd brag a bit. Celtic was the Holy Grail for that. Especially when we had the 90-minute, uh, 120 minutes in the, the, the Thursday, and then to go again next time. I think that was a really big game for
3: him. He just, uh, Jason, he, he seems willing, he, he's brave in games, isn't he? He's, he's brave going into games, during games. He's, he's willing to adapt, he's willing to change. Uh, he's willing to press that gamble button at times, isn't he?
8: I'll be honest. You know, I, I was I, I was one of the, the supporters that the the jury was out a little bit for me personally. Um, like you said, you know, there was there was a lot of occasions where um, some of the decisions, in my opinion, weren't right in certain games. Um, we weren't adapting to, to to different challenges, whether it be going up to you know tougher grounds up in North of Scotland midweek or, or, or places like this that are a bit more difficult. Um, but another thing for me was when Gerard was at Ibrox. He, um, he showed a lot of passion you know the, the time he beat Celtic at, at Parkhead after the first time I think it was 9 years or 10 years the first time they would we had beat them there and he was up at the fans and celebrating and showing a lot of emotion there wasn't really much of that from Gio at the start he was maybe a bit more calm and composed which which is fine I know that every manager has got their own way of doing it but of late you can see that you've mm. really really beginning to sort of connect properly with the fans last night you can see on his face he was the proudest man on the park last night of his team and uh, when, when the Rangers fans see a manager that's that's uh, showing the passion in front of them it just, like I say, it, connect, it connects everyone together it connects the, the, the fans, the players and the management squad so um, there's nothing that I love more than a, whether it be a player or a manager at, at the club proving me wrong and, and, and thankfully Joe's done that so I take back anything that I said previously about him because I think he's doing now a, a fantastic job
3: Barry, he's proved those fans who doubted him wrong in spectacular fashion, hasn't he? Yeah, I had no doubt um,
4: spending a bit of time on five weeks ago at the the Legends game with a good chat. Did you turn things around for him? (laughs) No, I just warned him. (laughs) (laughs) No, but listen, I I see where Jason's coming from. Gio um, is cool, calm and collected. He's pretty quiet, but see, since the the semi-final against Celtic, I've seen him come out a wee bit and he's he's shown that bit of passion which is very unlike him but fans do like to see that side of him but i would no doubt he, he knows he knows the club he knows how important it is um, he knows what it means to um, all the fans and I've no doubt in my mind it's going to be a, a big summer for him but up until now it's took a bit of time remember he's come in and he said to assess the squad and and see who he thinks are good enough to carry on or who's going to be leaving um, leaving uh, Rangers and where the areas he needs to strengthen but give him time I think he will be a, a top Rangers manager and he'll bring a lot of success to Rangers
3: Derek how much are you believing going into this final a week on Wednesday
9: I think I will win it uh, I, I thought after Dortmund they would go quite far I, I think i will win it I would even give Hearts a uh, Scottish Cup to keep it.
3: just so we could win that one you would donate the Scottish Cup to Hearts <laughs>
9: if you could, uh, if we you did, could get we the... just could win that yes
3: yeah. <laughs> I, that's fair enough. I don't think many Rangers
5: fans would like you, you'd you be greedy you'd want the two of them yeah. obviously but yeah. if you get the chance to win the Europa League or the, or the Scottish Cup it's a no contest isn't it? it's a Europa, Europa League because yeah. Rangers have only won one European trophy in their history 50 years ago you've got the riches of the Champions League you're into pot one you're playing Liverpool Real Madrid the prestige everything the value of your players People want to come and play for you, the, on the other hand as well. If you're doing that, so with the greatest of respect to the Scottish Cup, and I still think it'll be a cracking final. Regardless, Rangers Hearts has got the makings of a belter. Then it's a no contest. You would take the European trophy all day long.
3: And Do you
9: think Conor Goldson will sign a contract, Barry?
3: Well, that, that's that's interesting, isn't it? Because um, what the difference that that um, champion, you know, potentially Champions League football next season for Rangers might make to a Conor Goldson? I hope so. I'll be honest with you Derek I'm, I'm
4: a big fan of him I, I think he's been a mention you just look at the his numbers in terms of his appearances he plays every single game yeah, yeah. every single minute every yeah. game uh, and honestly I, I think he's grew into a, a real top centre half and I would love to think that Rangers are, are trying to, to sit him down and, and put pen to paper because I think he'll be a big miss he'll be a big miss and it'll need Rangers will need to spend a big bit of money to replace him so I'm sure now we we getting into the final. There's another few million pounds into the into the coffers. I'm sure they're trying to set corner Golson and try and get him tied down. Because I I think he's a he's a leader in that group. You can tell he's a leader in the group. You see him during the games. He's he's always on it. The players of of the, the the standards dip a wee bit. He's always demanding. Um, and I, I just I think he'll be a big massive. He doesn't stay with Rangers. Um, and I would love to see him sign these sort of games last night again. Obviously beating Celtic in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Special <laughs> nights at Ibrox them. you seen the crowd, they were bouncing last night and I, I would like to think that he's just standing looking at this and thinking, I'll not get this anywhere else.
3: Mm. It's going to be massive on the 18th, week on Wednesday. Jason, Derek, thanks for your calls. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. All the best.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland.
3: Let's go, 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 go on go. Let's go. Heading into the weekend, Celtic against Hearts tomorrow and uh, Manager of the Month Ange Postacoglu leading his team into action again and well a win in that game effectively means the title doesn't it because uh, Celtic already six points ahead three games to go on that uh, much superior goal difference as well Hibs against Aberdeen two teams finishing the season in the bottom half when they would have fully expected those two to be in the top half of the table Uh, Livingston whose uh, manager Damien Martindale is attracting a bit of attention at the moment he was linked with uh, Philippe in the last day or so, against St Johnston, eight points behind St Mirren and Aberdeen in second bottom place. Uh, perilous for them, um, but maybe more important than the eight points above is the five points between them and Dundee at the bottom. Dundee in Paisley. Play St Mirren tomorrow Ross County against Motherwell and it is Rangers on the back of last night back at Ibrox uh, for a home game against uh, Dundee United and uh, well they will be hoping to uh, keep it alive and just delay Celtic's title party as long as possible, Uh, but it will be nine points of, of an advantage if Celtic win at home to Hearts tomorrow. Barry Ferguson, Mark Greedy, Rob McLean on the show and your calls as well. Good to hear from Jason and uh, Derek there, Sean, earlier on as well, all raving about Rangers 808 17, 17, 700 And just before the break, we were speaking about Conor Goldson um, and the prospect maybe of things changing for him as the circumstances financially might change for Rangers in the next couple of weeks. I think a lot of people uh, were thinking that uh, he was history uh, for Rangers, that you're reckoning, Barry, that could change, and Rangers would have to be keen to keep him, wouldn't they?
4: Yeah, I w- I'll be honest, Rob. I would do everything to try and keep him. As I said, he's one player that you can rely on. As you just need to look at his numbers in terms of his appearances and minutes on the on the pitch, and I just think he's a he's a a big player for Rangers in terms. Of he's a, a leader um, in that dressing room. Obviously, he's the vice captain. If James Tavernier is is left out or injured or are suspended, so I, I'm sure Rangers are going to try everything to try and keep him. Maybe we don't know what's going on. Maybe Corners made his his mind up. Look, he's in. He's I think he's just coming 30. Is that right? Mm-hmm, or 31? Yeah. This is probably his last big contract. He's obviously got to look after his his family. That's your number one priority. But I would like to think that Rangers will try everything in their power to try and keep him because he's a a big player for Rangers and he he's a proper centre back in
3: there are two parts to it as well in terms of things changing for him. That there's the extra money coming Rangers' way potentially, mm-hmm. um, and there's also the fact that for Conor Goldson, here's your chance to play in the Champions League.
5: Well, I, th- I mean, I think I don't think there'll be any decision then. You know, both the club and, and, and Conor Goldson will wait till you know a week and Thursday because. You know, all of a sudden Conor Golson could get that extra few grand a week that he's probably looking for. Rangers would be more comfortable at going the extra mile for him because you they know they've got the Champions League money. And sometimes in a kind of scenario like that, Rob, you, you tend to find it like, yeah, I want to stay here, I want to be part of the Champions League. I've been at the club for, for four years, I'm not going to go now. <laughs> so I want to go. So maybe what happened? You sign a two-year and there's maybe a set fee the following summer where you could where you can go in there for Rangers or getting a couple of quid. And they're keeping one of their, their better players because Barry's right. You know, good central defenders are, are hard to gun by. Ones that have got good attendance records, and he never misses a minute. He knows the club, he knows the city, he's good in the dressing room for for helping new sign um as well. And, you know, him and Bassi look as if they've got the makings of a right good uh, partnership, a really good partnership, particularly if there's Champions League football. And also try to get the title back from Celtic. You know, Champions League's sexy, we get all that. But the bread and butter is going to get that title back off of Celtic next season over 38 games. And if you've got Conor Golson as part of your team, you've got a better chance of doing
3: that. I think he's maybe missed one European game. He's missed only a handful of games in all competitions, I think, in his time there. He's always been there. I think he missed one European game he was unavailable for, and that's it. And as Mark says, when, when you put in all those hard yards in the last few years in European competition, progressing year on year you wouldn't want to be missing out on Rangers taking that final step into the Champions League group stages.
4: Yeah, as a player, you want to play at the highest level. And the highest level is the the Champions League. So Matt makes a good point. I'm sure he'll be waiting till a week on Wednesday to maybe see if he has that opportunity to play in the Champions League. And then, obviously, if Rangers do get into the Champions League, finances won't be a problem. Because, look, even in the Championship, you can get crazy money. 40-50 mm-hmm. grand a week down in the, the English mm-hmm. Championship. Um, it's it's um, scary big numbers inter- Yeah, it's scary. massive numbers So I do I do understand it from Connor's point it, As I said, Rob It is going to be his last big contract He has got to look after himself But I would like to think that these European nights And obviously now they're going toe-to-toe with, with Celtic and They've got that belief that Playing in Ibrooks, European nights Playing against Celtic, big crowds You don't get that anywhere else you don't. So hopefully, that's one thing that he'll, he'll maybe sit back and think, right, I, I want to do this. Because he won't get the same money at Rangers as he no. he, he would demand um, down the championship. So it's a big decision for him. But I hope, I really hope that Rangers pull out all the stops to, to keep him. Because I agree with what Mark says. I think Golson and Bassey are striking up a real strong partnership. And Golson's um, so important to Bassey, I think his experiences obviously helping him on the pitch as well. Um, so hopefully over the next couple of weeks, Rangers fans will get the news they want that Connor Golson is is going to stay, but it's really quiet, so
3: it is worrying me that he maybe has made his, his mind up. Talking of numbers, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst saying last night he might have to review what's on uh, James Tavernier's back uh, with his skipper uh, top scoring in the Europa League.
7: I don't know, I think we have to change numbers next year for him. <laughs> I think we're gonna give him, uh, you know, a higher number because he, you know, he's been scoring so many goals. And uh, you know, I think we, we we told him to. I think also last week he had a moment where we just missed the ball with with, with Ryan Kent's cross. But uh, you know, we told him to be in the second pose every time we we, we come through on the on the left. And uh, you know, again, you know, I think he he scored so many goals from that position. And. Uh, you know, very happy for him. You know, uh, as, as a captain of this 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 team, you know, it's uh, it's a very proud moment for him as well.
3: Seven goals in the Europa League, sixteen for the season, and I think it's thirty. I think he scored thirty-five goals in his last hundred games. Uh, I mean, that that's a that's a strike rate yeah. that a striker would be happy with. Oh, I,
5: I, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of penalties in there, but it's bad, it's bad as you, you've got to go and score penalties. I'm not a gimme. You know, there's a knot. And you've to got to hold your nerve exactly. Yeah. You know, mentally, you, you've got to do it. I think back in last season's; the goal that always stands out for me is a free kick at Tannadice mm-hmm. in a high pressured game.
9: Yeah.
5: Um, but when you look at it, I think it was one one of the other. Call, I can't remember who it was. Um, it, it, it might Jason have been Derek. Derrick, I think it, I think yeah. it was maybe Derek. But they we're talking about it. he touched on. I don't think we they got to European final. Stephen Gerrard was in charge. Ah. Uh-huh. And I believe that as well. Okay, in the benefit of hindsight, but you look at things, the moment of the departure and where Rangers were now they were top of the league but let's not be kidding Rangers when not playing particularly well you know they weren't they, something not right with Morelos you look at Tavernier now you compare Tavernier the second half of the season compared to the first half of the season much better much more influential so I think the timing was right for a change now Steven Gerrard stopped Celtic from doing 10 in a row he won the fifty fifth title. he can never take that away from him vital season he delivered but now I think that the time was right for a change I think he was looking for something different I And mean, when you're not from here this part of the world and you're commuting you're not with your family and all the baggage that comes with living in this city um, he probably wanted a change Robin after three and a half years like that's enough mentally mm-hmm. I'm done you know I'm, I'm, I'm done I want something I need something different you've then got Giovanni coming in who was out of work a good young coach knows the club knows the city but been away for the best part of 20 years taking his time to settle and again as Derek or Jason says, you know he wasn't and Barry He wasn't one of these guys that made a connection right away because he was saying what some Rangers fans wanted to hear and he was slaughtering referees and everybody's against Mm us. Giovanni didn't go in for scripts like that. He just stuck to football. That's what I like about him. Mm -hmm. He sticks to the football and the coaching and the tactics and the players. That's what he sticks to because that's what he knows about. That's what he wants to talk about. And it's been a slow burner. But he's got there. Now, he's still not won anything yet. But even if he doesn't win anything, even if the next two or three weeks don't go to plan for Rangers, he's still the right man. I think now Barry, he's done enough now. He said, "You know what? He is the man." I think Rangers will want something. Don't get me wrong. But if it, if it didn't, I don't think I don't think the Rangers supporters would lose face, and I think he's won them over now. And and the 100.
4: No, a hundred percent, I agree. With you. He's an intelligent coach. Just spending that bit of time because I hadn't seen him for a, a, a long time and. Obviously I'm been nosing and I'm asking things or whatever because obviously you're interested mm. in it and no, he's got a clear vision what he wants to do. He's here and in terms of he made a great point again there Mart as well. Stephen Gerrard's family was down in Liverpool staying. Gilles' family's over here already. They're living here. Um, that makes a difference when your family's beside you then you can go and concentrate on one thing and one thing only and that's your football knowing that you're 10 minutes back to your to your family and I'm just laughing as well he's not one of the guys where he's going to be ranting and raving I used to I mean brilliant player one of the best players i played. played you would come in maybe getting beat one nil or drawing one each and he come in I'd be one of the ranters and ravers and he'd be looking at me say, calm down only 45 we've got 45 minutes to go but that was him he was calm I wasn't but I, I like that side of him. Mm-hmm. But now I've seen a different side of him. He's coming out of shell a wee bit and he's he's obviously the fans are, are taken to that, but he's he knows he knows football inside out. He's got a, a clear way that he wants rangers to play, he's got a clear way the way he wants to go and change things. And I love the fact that they can flip during a game. I love that. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It doesn't happen overnight. No. That's hours and hours on the training ground where they can flip for a four at the back to a three at the back players can go and play different positions um, and look as I said I said three or four weeks ago when he was getting a bit of criticism he is 100% the right man for the job it's going to be a big summer I'll be interested to see where he goes and strengthens um, but he knows he knows what he wants and do you
3: agree with what Derek said earlier on and what Mark was saying there that, that Rangers would not be where they are right now without the change of manager yeah in terms of
4: Going further in Europe, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think Gio, um has made a massive difference. Look, Gerard's record in in Europe was was brilliant, but you can see the changes when they're under a bit of pressure. He'll go and change the formation, make sure they're solid and compact. Go back to a, a back. I'm saying a back three. Sometimes it's a five, which they have done last night against Leipzig. They've done it against Dortmund. He's done it a number of times during the games. Um, And I I do believe that if if Gerard, I mean, Gerard was brilliant for Rangers, no doubt in my mind about that, but you see the difference since Gilles come in, certainly in Europe. Domestically, he'll be disappointed (coughs) because he's let slip a lead. Um, But overall, I think he's done a fantastic job.
5: He's had one window, Rob. Yeah, one window as well yeah
4: and, you know and actually the, and that you know,
3: window has, hasn't really produced anything because yeah, because he, Ramsey's been uh, injured so much and because yeah. Diallo hasn't delivered but yeah, so he's, he's you working with January
4: January's, light,
5: January's the hardest yeah. window uh, to bring in players uh, he's he's had he's not had Morelos for a number of weeks and again I think that was another key point in the change of manager look at the difference in Morelos albeit he's not available oh, in, night and day so they, Morelos bought into the new management and the new management gave him a cuddle or whatever you want to call it yeah so that was a change as well that was was important that was needed because Morelos was just wasn't right. Um so the to achieved the thing that in the past few weeks without Morelos. The one last night that like said no center forward they scored three goals in a European semi-final. No Kimar Roof. So you look at all the wee things and you know if you're a manager you can't achieve that uh, by luck. you can't achieve it if you if you're not good at your job and you can't you can't achieve that if you've not got the players on side. He's got all those ingredients at the moment. Yeah, he's an intelligent man
4: very very intelligent and he he knows as I said he he knows the the game and that's a brilliant point as well I've not had Morelos Mm -hmm. who's our main tallies man
3: not had him for what four or five weeks let's develop that one in the second hour let's get the news at six and uh, more football chat on the way
2: the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go, go
0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in
1: Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service.
0: So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All
1: available with up to 10-year
0: warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV.
1: See our great choice of approved used Toyota's too.
0: Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained tech. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 08 700. Let's go.
3: Well we've been inundated with callers uh, not surprisingly in the first hour of the show talking Rangers talking last night at Ibrox what a noise it was what a, an atmosphere as Rangers got the job done and how against Leipzig to reach the Europa League final they've got the Europa final and the Scottish Cup final within four days the first of them in Seville oh, it's a week next Wednesday so lots of people frantically making plans to get to Spain to see if Rangers can win the only the second European trophy in their history. Congratulations coming in uh, from all sorts of areas. Uh, including the Celtic manager Ange Postecoglou,
10: they, they've done awfully well, and I think they deserved it um, last night over the two legs. I think they were the better team and deserved to be in the final. And they've been really strong in Europe all year. I mean, it's you know it's been a tough week for them with uh, with the passing of Jimmy Bell, and obviously uh, you know whenever you work inside a football club, you know when you when, when you lose somebody is um, you know. Um, Being such an integral part of the fabric, you you know, it must have been a really um, tough week for particularly the players and the staff who who have dealt with him. But yeah, I thought uh, you know they deserved to get through the final, and I think it says that they're a a very good football team, which I think they proved last year by going through the season undefeated, which is no mean feat. You know, for us, I knew that that was you know probably going to be our biggest challenge this year, was apart from our own. Sort of form and how we performed, yeah if we were, if we were going to be successful i'd become a, a pretty formidable opponent we
3: 've been talking buddy, about how impressive the the two managers of Rangers and Celtic are, how well they carry themselves, how well they deal with media communication, all the rest of it. real credit Dan past there for that answer, uh, very glowing about what Rangers achieved, and mentioning Jimmy Bell by name. can I just say that's a touchy class
4: that's that 's what that is um obviously congratulating uh, congratulating Rangers getting through saying they deserved and then the wee touch uh, about Jimmy Bell it just shows you what type of guy he is um, he's a class act and since he's come in um, last July was it June, July he got announced can't remember um, around yeah, about that June, time June, anyway June, late June I've he's on here the, the turnaround at Celtic has been unbelievable let's be honest the amount of players that he's brought in that's always a, a tough time because you don't know how well they're going to gel but he's jailed them very quickly and, and what he's his interview there um, I'll go back to what I said right at the start just a touch of class.
3: What a potential battle there is brewing between Ange Postecoglou's Celtic and Giovanni van Bronckhorst's Rangers um, both mightily impressive Mark mm-hmm. um, and that battle's just only going to intensify.
5: Yeah, it's great for Scottish football uh, great for both sets of Support was great for both clubs, you know. Particularly, you know, if Rangers won the Europa League, and they're both kind of you know, and similar financial footings get into the summer. Um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, Rob. But we could we could see one of the best seasons ever coming up um, next year because there's next to nothing between um, both teams at the moment. And just to echo what what Barry said there, you know, listening to Ange Postecoglou, he's raised the standard. You know, he really has set a new bar. For, for other managers to reach that are involved with with the old firm, Celtic, and I think Giovanni's on it as well because I've absolutely no doubt if the shoe was another foot last night, that was Giovanni today. Yeah, he would be saying exactly hundred percent the, the same thing. That that that's what I yeah. like about both guys. Uh, more than anything is how they are as human beings, and they are both um, first class. And, and and he's right as well. The point he makes about Jimmy better I've been been part of the fabric and been a an integral part and. I've seen the reaction of like Barry and you know, Oz on here. Then you, you see the reaction of even Giovanni again last night after the game. That's not, oh, and that was a proper man who was very very popular and meant a lot to a lot of people. And um, inside Irox, whether you're still there or whether you worked with somebody who was putting your kit out 20 years ago. Um, you know, so, but so far um, Ange to do it. But it doesn't surprise me. I would have expected that often because that's the standards that he set. He's a he's a first class human being.
3: We've been talking uh, about how much the two clubs might spend in the summer. Obviously, whether Rangers win uh, in Seville or not will have a big impact uh, on Rangers spending or maybe it won't. Um, and what about Celtic? Will they veer much uh, away from the, the model uh, when you consider that they know already because the title is almost theirs uh, that they're going to have all that Champions League cash to come? You
10: know, we know the areas we need to strengthen both on and off the field and you know, we've identified the areas Areas that you know we need to recruit players in and and, and get the strong to be a, get the squad to be stronger. So I don't think uh, being in the Champions League changes that too much from from my perspective. It may make us a more attractive um, proposition for for players who want to come to our club. That might be an extra carrot that you know opens up a, a, another market for us. But you know it's not like you know we go from being the club we are to sort of a club that will spend at a different level there's still you know certain disciplines around that and my belief always has been that you have a plan and you you try and stick to it irrespective of sort of what comes your way and um, it's proved successful for us this year and, and we want to sort of replicate the success we've had in the transfer market next year by making sure we identify the right type of player, rather than just you know looking for for players in a different sort of price bracket.
3: He's talking about the success that he's had in the transfer market. That is some strike rate uh, over the last couple of uh, of transfer windows. But Mark, he makes a, a really interesting point there, doesn't he? About the magnet that Champions League football right. guaranteed can be.
5: Yeah, I think he's maybe playing that down a wee bit. It's massive, mm-hmm. you know. If, if you're going to, to to a player and saying we're going to give you um, Champions League That's master. That's the thing we we're talking about with Conor Goldson With the greatest respect of Conor Goldson Whatever options he has got down south And I'm sure he will have plenty I don't think he's going to, 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 to Liverpool or Man City or Chelsea Where you're going to get Champions League football So that's a, a big thing that Reigns have gotten in favour Potentially over the next couple of weeks And for Celtic it's the exact same thing They can offer Champions League football It gives you an extra couple of quid to give to players Sometimes you'll get players that may be playing that too much You need to be careful you don't overdo it but yeah um, and he sounds very confident he knows what he wants Mm. and um, you know he usually kind of gets what he wants he certainly has over the last two transfer windows
3: I think he's entitled to get everything he wants isn't he because when you've got that sort of track record over how long is it nine or ten months Mm. it's been spectacular well he he
4: strikes me as a a man that um, he never stands still they've had a a good season in terms of winning the league cup they're going to um, obviously win the league now And I always think when you're on top the best time that's the best time to strengthen continue to strengthen sometimes you can just say well we've done well this year we'll just continue with this group but listen to that interview he's already identified areas where he wants to strengthen and um, as you just said he he gets Mark just mentioned and he gets what he wants um, and I'm sure it won't be one or two I'm sure you'll see four or five new signings um, coming into Celtic. Uh, no, no doubt about it because obviously they're going to have the, the pot of 35 or £40 million pound. and what, just going on me we were speaking off air, I would love Rangers to obviously win the Europa League. Obviously Celtic are going to win it. Both of them are going to get £35, £40 million. Pound. What a summer it's going to mm-hmm. be. Seeing who's going to spend what, what type of players are going to be brought in because I do think there's, there is going to be changes at both clubs in terms of personnel and and uh, and. Sorry, within the squad so it'll be interesting to see a brilliant summer that's what you want that's what you want to see exciting seeing who's
5: you imagine going to be able potentially I mean in 10 days time oh. we could have both of them we know mm. are going to go right into the Champions mm. League I mean that's serious that's yeah. serious stuff it's so I mean genuinely so exciting well,
3: how, how long have we been waiting for one team yeah. to, to get straight into the group stages of the Champions League it's, it's been ridiculous
5: to Two out of seven. Mm-hmm. I think twice out of the past mm-hmm. seven years, of our champions Rangers had a crack at it. Could he beat ten, ten men at, uh Malmo? So it's not an easy thing to do. The evidence is there. It's not an easy thing to do. But to them, to go straight in. Is phenomenal. But it has
4: been ridiculous that the winners, yeah, domestically uh, your championship, yeah, don't get straight into the. What's well, the, the, champi- the
5: name of the tournament? Is champions
4: yeah. League, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's it's terrible. It, it should be happening. And I just, I, I would love to see that happening. I'm looking forward to obviously you get a bit of downtime, two or three weeks to start pre season and then see who's going to be spending what and what type mm. of players because um, it's going to be a big summer for both clubs, I think.
3: It's going to be great. Uh, Ange Postacoglu, the Premiership Manager of the Month, but in the usual tradition, his tradition at least, uh, he doesn't look upon it as an individual honour. It's all about the team, the group.
10: Yeah, look, again, um, I mean, I, I don't want people to sort of uh, think it's some sort of uh, gimmick on my behalf. It's 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 what we're about, you know, people working hard every day, not just uh, not just myself. And I think, you know, when you win a, an individual award, but you're very um, cognizant of the fact that you're just part of, you know, a greater group, it's important, I think, that, you know, all the people who, who put in um, all the hard work on a daily basis also get that recognition. Um, but I think it's reflective of just how consistent we've been, um, particularly um, since since the break. And yeah, that's that's a credit to everyone involved.
3: You want to get this done, this title one clinched as quickly
10: as possible. No, look, I mean, I think from my perspective, I say during the week, you know. We want to finish strong, and um, you know when we want to play as as well as we possibly can in these last three games, um, starting tomorrow. And you know if that coincides with uh, with us, um, you know getting the getting the prize, then then great. But you know ultimately, uh, you know we're still in the position where we need to to you know play well and in the last three games. And, and like I said starting tomorrow and, and get the results we need.
3: Celtic against Hearts tomorrow, Barry. How do you see it?
4: A Celtic win. Um, look, I, th- I think Hearts are a good deal. I think Robbie, honestly, I've I've been so impressed with mm. with, with Robbie this season. Um, the coaching staff, obviously, no big jig, Lee McCulloch, but I think he's got real good quality. Um, I like the the two up well with three up top that normally play. Sims, I think, has been mm-hmm. a a real good find from yeah. boys. I've always liked him, quality player for me and Barry McKay. Um, we've seen what he he done at Rangers. Went down to England, played a few years there, and he looks a a right, top player again. Um, it'll be a tough afternoon for Celtic, but I think Celtic will be too strong for them.
3: Does the Scottish Cup final coming up affect Hearts approach to these league games, do you think, Mark? Hey, well, it
5: might maybe in Robbie's team selection, but certainly, you know, for some players, uh, there could be two or three places up for grabs. You know, obviously Craig Gordon picks himself, but now the outfield 10, there might be two or three that he's not sure about. They drew 0 0 last week against Ross County. So they want to go to to Celtic Park tomorrow and, and put on a show and if there's one or two that think mm, I can't take my place for granted in the Scottish Cup final they'll, they'll need to step up to the to the plate because Robbie won't mess about with his team selection it won't be sentiment you know a lot of it will be players on form players that haven't dipped away and let their standards drop because third place was, was secured um, a couple of weeks ago um, and I think as well probably and Lee will know because he's he's been there They played in the EFA Cup final for Rangers in 2008 that yes they'll, they'll, they'll be pleased obviously for another Scottish team getting there and, and, and leaving a Rangers man all that kind of thing but from Hartz's point of view they'll all, I think they'll also be pleased as well because that's Rangers playing mm. three days before the Scottish Cup final now if Rangers win they're on a high and they'll party and <laughs> you wouldn't begrudge them it you know so what kind of condition they come into <laughs> in on Saturday if they don't win they'll be a wee bit deflated so you know, I think Hearts will be happy from 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 that point of view. Um, but look, it, it's all to play for. From from the moment we knew it was going to be a Rangers Hearts final, um, really excited. I think it's got the potential to be an absolute cracker. And now there's an extra subplot with Rangers playing in a European final three days earlier.
4: I'm sure everybody connected with Hearts last night watching that game would be desperate for for Rangers to get through into the final. You, you made a couple of good things. If you win it. You've got to celebrate. You've got to celebrate. But if you get beat, it's that one. As Mark mentioned, a good word. They're deflated. You come back, you're a bit of a downer. Um, so I'm, I'm sure Hearts will fancy their chances. Um, and the, for me, the they thoroughly deserved third place, thoroughly deserved it, and they deserve to go into the, the Scottish Cup final.
3: And looking at these league games, I mean, you, you can look upon them as a distraction. As the Scottish, you look, look upon the Scottish Cup final as a distraction. But I was listening to Robbie Nielsen earlier on. and He's talking about players coming back. Alexa Smith and Souter and Devlin, I think, are back in the squad mm-hmm. for tomorrow. So you've actually got players who need game time, need to get build themselves up. And, and f- what an incentive that is for everybody! They all want to play at Hamden. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
4: if you look at Hearts, I think there's always six or seven certain starters. There's always three or four places up for grabs, as you mentioned. There, um, Halkett's still out. Shooter's not played for a, a, a couple of months, so I, I think it'll be an opportunity. Devlin as well, who's a big player for them, will be in the middle of the uh, middle of the pitch. So it's, it'll be important that these guys get minutes in their legs, um, as I say, And it's an opportunity for these Hearts players to go and show. Robbie, look, I want to play in that final. I want to be in that starting eleven. Um, there's nothing must into a final and you're sitting on the bench or sitting in the stand. you want to be that starting 11 um, and trying to win the cup
5: It's also as well for Robbie he won the cup with Hearts as a player Doesn't <laughs> so there's not many do it as, as a player um, and as a manager with the same club so big big incentive for, for him as well I, I'm happy for him but
4: as well you go back to last season <laughs> Came in for a bit of stick unfair criticism yeah. I thought at times you know what yep everybody goes on about the bro result it was a shocker but the main thing for Hearts last year was winning that league and getting out no, matter how, no yeah. matter how you did it yeah. listen sometimes the football wasn't pretty who cares yeah. who cares they get back into the Premier League but I'll be honest with you i watched them a, a number of times obviously with Big Lee being there they play some good stuff and the three players that I mentioned I forgot to obviously mention Craig Gordon and then you've got Halkett who's found his Stephen self. Kingsley Kingsley Halkett back into the found a way
3: sorry back into the Scotland squad so they've got they've got real good quality hearts and he's been quoted, rightly so, nominated in some of the managerial of the season awards because, you know, you've got all sorts of contenders, you know, like Andrew Postecoglou being the obvious one, Dick Campbell because of what he did at our both. But what Robbie Nielsen has done, I have to constantly remind myself that a year ago they were in the championship.
5: Yeah, yeah no, he, he has. Um, he's been really good. And they play attractive football as well. Really. He's built a team to go and entertain. I think last season, I think you can see it a bit with. with with Derek as well beat Derek at, at command. it's just about getting up it's not mm-hmm. about the football it's not no. about being you know okay you'd love to entertain as well and it's beautiful to watch that's not always the case but you could tell during the summer he's made a conscience decision. okay we've got up we've got there Hearts fans are not overly pleased I can kind of understand why now we need to go and entertain so they've managed to entertain and clinch third spot by double digits you know with six or seven games to spare or whatever it was that's a big achievement um, just to come up and it shows what Robbie's got as a manager. He took them to United up in the first time as well, yeah. put them in the Premier League, then decided to go back down and do it again um with hearts. So he believes in himself. He's he's a very conscientious manager, hard working guy. His staff are all hard working round about him. He's got standards um that he because we we all know Hearts are a massive club. Yeah. You've got to be right on it um, to take hearts and uh, as I said for, for Robbie, um, you know, the chance for him to go and win the Scottish Cup with Hearts Manager after doing it as a player. And ironically, you know, it's a competition where when he lost last season at EBR, that, that triggered the, the, the kind of calls for him to, to be um, put out of his job with some of the Hearts fans. But he survived it and that's where you got to credit the hierarchy there as well for not being um persuaded or being dictated to by by some of the supporters. They believed in him to get the job done and the job was to get them up and he's kicked them on from there
3: Sure has Talking Football on Glasgow's own
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go,
0: go,
3: go, go. Heading into the football weekend and the football is coming pretty fast and furious because there is a midweek premiership card uh, coming up as well. Uh, tomorrow, Celtic against Hearts. Home win uh, would pretty much mean Celtic were over the finishing line. I'm not sure Poster Cogley would agree, agree with that assertion, but uh, I think when you add in the goal difference, um, that is that. Just a question of when for Celtic. Will it be tomorrow? Hibs against Aberdeen at uh, Easter Road. Livingston plays St. Johnston in second bottom. Ross County against Motherwell. Ross County still pitching in. Motherwell as well. That's a big game really for uh, European football next season who's going to finish fifth uh, Dundee United at the moment in the box seat for fourth uh, St Mirren against Dundee uh, Dundee are five behind St Johnston, so it could be curtains uh, for Mark McGee and his team in Paisley uh, tomorrow and at Ibrox it's Rangers against uh, Dundee United uh, could be a great end to the season for the Tannadice team will there be any threat to the Europa League finalists Barry Ibrox?
4: No I'll be honest with you I, I can't see it Rangers obviously will take so much confidence um, from last night uh, as I said I thought they were, they were excellent the first 45 minutes um, I think he may make a few changes um, they did look a wee bit tired for the first time in um, a long time, round about the 60-minute mark, they looked a wee bit leggy. Um, once, obviously, Leipzig got that goal, I was I was worried. But, listen, with the atmosphere and the fans, they got behind them and they, they got that energy reserve um, from, obviously, the, the supporters. But I can't see anything but a, a Rangers one of them, Been honest with you, and the guys who were sitting on the bench, guys like Stephen Davis and whatever, they'll be itching to get out and play and they'll be enough fresh legs for them to to, to get over the line against Dundee United
3: how do you approach these games with uh, Europa and the Scottish Cup final upcoming three league games to go and it's just a matter of when for Celtic getting the title isn't it
4: yeah in terms of Rangers uh, he may look to maybe rest a few but I I still think he'll put out pretty strong teams I'll be honest with you, because you, you don't want to be idle for too long. As a footballer, i spoke about it. The three games a week, that's what you want. They've they want thrived it. on that, haven't they? Yeah, and they've looked so strong, Rob. I've got to be honest with you. That was the only game last night I felt for a 10-15 minute period. They looked a bit leggy, a bit tired. Um, but they got the energy reserved for, obviously, the, the atmosphere. Um, but I can't see them making wholesale changes. You'll still put out a strong enough team. To make sure they got over the line In the, the final uh, three league games of the season
3: Did you think Stephen Davis was coming on At one point last night When the, there was the injury
4: to Ryan Jack Yeah I, I, I did um, And I, I thought maybe even Stephen Davis Would, would have started the game In, in terms And mm-hmm. in, sorry In place of Glenn Kamara But <laughs> He knows what he's doing doesn't yeah, he Yeah <laughs> his choice I thought Glenn Kamara was excellent last night um, yeah. yeah That was probably his, his best performance In a, in a while um, but I can see Steve Davis coming back into the fold and Sunday against um, Dundee United. Did I think he would have come on when Ryan Jack came off? Yep, I did. But again, he's made the correct substitutions. It got them the, the, the right result.
3: And what about the change in circumstances in the whole complexion of his life at Rangers for John Lundström the former Sheffield United midfielder um, there was definite interest during the January transfer window in getting him away Um, I think he wondered where his career at Rangers was going well the answer to where it was going is through the roof at the moment uh, scored that great goal it was voted Rangers goal of the season at the time uh, the one against Bayern Munich Uh, I think that's probably been replaced now by uh, that one last night which took Rangers to the Europa League final John Lundström here's the manager talking about
7: well, I mean it's you know I think John you know is uh, playing so many roles at the moment, you know because you know in games in in, in preparation to uh, to games, you know, I know what he can bring to the team. I know what he brings when he's in a, in the back three, I know what he's bring when he's on midfield. I think his development uh, this season has been amazing, so I'm really happy about his performances. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's he as you said before, he he has the character to, uh, you know, to play for
3: this team. It's one of those remarkable <laughs> football stories, Mark, that we love. Yeah.
7: yeah, I mean,
5: he's been great. And, you know, Barry obviously known that position inside out in that central midfield area. Barry rates him highly. So uh, that's good enough for me. But you're right, Rob, you know, in, in January... Um, there's no doubt it was you know he'd been linked with one or two maybe going into Middlesbrough but link up with Chris Wilder or whatever it may may have been it might have been before that actually uh, when, when um, hey, Warnock uh, got the sack but there's been um, there's been things about him. He's a Big earner uh, at the club as well you know too so all that was coming, coming into equation he's not justifying his salary etc 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 but again you look at Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and the impact he's had on him you know to move him back into a back three in big European games. You know, that trust that he's had in him, and I think Lundström's loved the trust that the manager's got him to go and do that. You know, obviously believes that he can take on tactical instruction. He's, you know, he's flexible where he, where he can play. Barry says right foot, left foot can have a dig at goal, can have a tackle. You know, he has got so much, and um, he's locker. Uh, and again, Barry will be one of the first names in the team sheet, and I think certainly he's the first one, the first name in the team sheet for for centre mid. Uh, there's no. Um, there's no doubt about that, and it will be interesting to see what he does with his team selections. He'll be in the mind. Rangers play Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. I think there'll be a number of changes um, on on Sunday. I think for most of the team, he'll it, bring them back and give them a run out against Ross County on Wednesday. And depending how the title is, it we can if the title's still up for grabs, it's obviously full steam ahead against Hearts at Tynecastle um, a week tomorrow. If the title's won by then, and we would all expect the title to be won by then, then I, I don't think any of his starting eleven for the Europa League final play ten castle on Saturday. You just wouldn't. Have, I don't risk think it. you would risk them. I thought there's no point. There's nothing to be no. gained. So I think you give them the final run out against Ross County. Keep them ticking over. Keep their legs going, and then you'll say to them, have a couple of days off. We'll go and up with the guys that are going to be playing at Ten Castle, and then on Sunday morning. We meet up and whatever the preparations are for the for the final three days. But unless the league is on the line, none of the starting eleven will play Ten Castle next Saturday.
4: It'll be interesting to see um, what he does. I I don't think there'll be sweeping changes in in Saturday. There might be four or five. But in terms of if the the, the league is is over, which it looks like it's it's going to happen. The, the game against um, Hearts at Tynecastle, last game of the season, he'll have a starting eleven in his mind, and I don't think any of that starting eleven would feature um, against Hearts at uh, Tynecastle. But in terms of John Lundstrom mm-hmm. I think he thrives in the responsibility that Gio's given him. You can see his, his confidence is, is through the roof. I just love the fact that he can he can go between roles. That's a difficult thing to do, mm-hmm. um, and at the back three, just fits and he can drop into the
3: middle of the back three right side of the back yeah, three that's last, what he night. Did last night yeah.
4: I, and yeah. I, he was excellent his recovery in terms of getting back in is is excellent but he's he's an all-round really good football player and I, and I said that away at the start if you remember last season there was people questioning him just give him a bit of time sometimes it takes players time to adjust um, and when they come up to teams like Rangers and Celtic the weight on your shoulders is is unbelievable. I've seen it with a number of players, it takes them a while to adjust. It's took John a a while to adjust but since he's come into the team, he's been, for me he's been head and shoulders above um, everybody and there's been some top performers in that Rangers team but to be fair to John Lundstrom and now you're seeing it with the fans that they're raving about him and rightly so because he's he's becoming a, a big player, big, big player for Rangers
3: We've talked a lot this season about uh, the ability of Ange Postacoglu, not just to bring in great signings, but to also reinvigorate players, the likes of Ralston and Rogic. And, but Giovanni van Bronckhorst, you can see, has had a bit... You, you mentioned the faith he's shown in John Lundström and, and how John Lundström has puffed his chest out and delivered big style. Uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst has had, had a big impact in that direction as well, hasn't he?
4: Massive impact on him. Mark, I think, mentioned in the first hour of the show, Marellos. Now, I've I seen a massive difference in him and I, I was speaking to him, uh, Mackay, Roy right. Mackay, and they had told him f- five kilos they had stripped off him. Mm-hmm. And that was something they identified, come in and says, oh, right, we, we listen, he's a top striker in Morelos, but we need to get him fitter. And you seen a difference in him. And that's what happens when new managers come in. Sometimes players uh, become, they, they go off it a wee bit when it's the same manager all the time. Um, but certainly he's made a difference And I, I think the, the group in the whole Have come up a level Yeah, under, under Gio It takes a bit of time People have got to understand that But on the west of Scotland You don't get a lot of time But I think slowly but surely You're starting to see the fruits of, of Gio's um, Management skills and, and coaching skills And it's not just Gio It's his backroom team um, I clearly do a lot of work on that training ground
3: loads of planning, preparation uh, you can see it all coming out in the course of the games I mentioned for your old pal Alan McGregor uh, never seen him I haven't seen him as animated as that on the pitch for a, a long time jumping around loving it um, for obvious reasons for lots of different reasons but including the fact he missed out on Manchester
4: yeah it's as quick as I've seen him move for a long time <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but I'll be honest with you am
4: absolutely delighted for him he's a guy I, I, I think a world in terms of a goalkeeper top goalkeeper top guy as you just mentioned there Rob it was it was a hard one for him to take missing mm. 2008 because if you remember that run um Bremen yeah, save yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just going to think about all the games he was so important he actually won us the game believe it or not uh, certain saves he made that that one you're talking about Werder Bremen I remember the ball coming across and the guy connecting me and I think it's a goal he pulls off a, a crazy save um, but I'm absolutely delighted for him Um to get into the, the final, and I, I'm sure he'll be making sure that he's he's going to be fit for it, because yeah. obviously he missed 2008, but he deserves it. He's European record holder. He took the record off me um, about 18 months or so ago, and there's no better guy I could have I would have wanted um, for it. To, to get taken away for his, um, and he deserves to play in the final. And I hope he's he's going to be fit enough. And I hope. It, a lot of people are talking it is it going to be swong, swong song or whatever i still think there's plenty of football left on him but he's going to make a decision himself and um whatever decision he makes he'll make it he'll make the right one but what a keeper yeah what a keeper what a player he's been for rangers
3: yeah he made a great save as well didn't he last night just before uh leipzig scored their goal uh, willie from Easterhouse in touch uh, very happy. Uh, not surprisingly, if you've heard Willie on the show before, that Rangers won, and we've got Paul from Crookston uh, with us as well. Hi, Paul.
11: Oh, hi, Rob. Hi, um, panel.
3: How are you? Hi, Paul. are you? Are you are you making plans for Seville? Paul, are you there? We had him, and we lost him. Can we? <laughs> hi there. Yeah, you're, you're back. Yes, we can. <laughs> oh, sorry.
4: You're back. Miles <laughs> just fell off his seat. <laughs> was that okay?
3: Okay for level? Yeah, fire away, Paul.
11: Yeah, brilliant. Th- thanks for having me on. Um, listen, just a, a wee point. Um, just just to say, thanks for hanging on. Um, brilliant uh, feeling um, about uh, getting through to the final. But it was just a point about Gerard. Um, I don't know if anyone else has mentioned this, but he's obviously you no know, Gerard's got his back on the map at Europe um, and made a huge difference for us. And uh, I just think, I, I don't know if this would happen anyway, but if you can get an, inf- an invitation over to the final, because I think, you know, he got a big part to play with that, um, getting to that stage. And obviously, from Bronc has done remarkable to get past uh, Dortmund and, and Leipzig and whatnot. But I just thought, um, what do you think of that? And also, just a wee point about the, the remainder of the league games. I'd be keen to maybe play some of the youth in there, like Alex Lowry and Leon King, mm-hmm. um, and safe the other players for the the... the obviously two of the most important games the Scottish Cup final and obviously one of the most important games in our history as a Euro
3: player On the first point Barry would you, would you like to see that uh, an invitation extended to might happen anyway to I, Stephen, I'm sure it would Stephen Gerrard because I mean it's, it's effectively his players anyway isn't it because unless Aaron Ramsey was the feature mm-hmm. in the final uh, Diallo, you imagine wouldn't mm-hmm. so it's going to be the, the, the squad that Stephen Gerrard built I, I'm sure he would <clears throat> sorry Rob I'm sure
4: he would get an invitation no, no doubt in my mind I'm sure he would want to go himself self anyway Because mm. um, as you says, He brought the vast majority Or most of that squad 90% of that squad in That was a squad that, that he built So I have no doubt in my mind That, that Rangers would, would um, Have an open invitation For him to, to go over to uh, Seville No doubt in my mind about that
3: I saw a clip of him today at Aston Villa, just uh, congratulating Rangers. Mark, uh, would there be something in the back of his mind nagging away that he would he would have wished this was him that, that had taken Rangers to to this point?
5: Oh, there's no doubt any manager would would love to take a, a club to European finals. So yeah, there would be a bit of that. But I think the, we mentioned the on the show. I think the timing was right for Rangers and for for Stephen to go and try um, something different. Um, Stephen's got his hands full at Aston Villa um, as well. I'm sure if it's possible. He would like to be in Seville. Depends what his schedule like. We we, we asked in Villa. Um, I think they still they've got a league game. I think that that weekend of the Scottish right. Cup final. I think they've got right. their yeah. final league games um, of the season. Perhaps or, or maybe not. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm sure if he's not there in person, him Gary McAllister's a Ranger supporter. Um, you know all the, the the coaching staff that came up um, from Liverpool. You, Michael Beals, all those guys. You know they, they bought into the club. They bought into what it's about. So if they're not in Seville, and I don't think they will be, but that's not to say there's not anything wrong with that they'll all be sitting together somewhere in the in the Midlands watching it um, cheering Rangers on I know that for sure that he's no longer the manager and he chose to leave but Rangers ended up very much in his in his heart and he'll be absolutely cheering them on against Eintracht
3: Paul's other point Barry Was about giving the likes of Leon King Alex Lowry game time In these last few league games Yeah I I would like to see that But I don't want to
4: see wholesale changes I I, I think GL still wants the the players to get minutes Uh, You don't want to be idle for now Until the uh, Europa League final So that's why I don't think he'll make sweeping changes But I would love to see the, the, the young players come in And get the opportunity with the experienced boys That have been playing week in, week out I mean Lowry for me is a a player that I've seen a number of times even before he broke in and you could see that he's got the potential. No doubt in my mind about that. So I've no doubt over the the next couple of weeks you will see um, King and Lowry feature. Um, but I don't think you'll see a full group of young boys coming in. I think he'll use them in amongst the, the, the boys that have been playing
3: week in, week out. And Paul Barry's been talking about Rangers thriving anyway uh, on the schedule of, of two games a week. Uh, constantly out of one big game and into another one and, and that's worked really well and I guess you don't want to tamper with that too much, do
11: you? Well, I absolutely take that on point. It's just my worry was just, you know, picking up unnecessary injuries, you know, we need to keep Kent and and whatnot there. The, the good thing is obviously Roos is going to be back, touch with, hopefully to full fitness, Ramsey back. Um you can't ask for a better running. I mean Barry all has being part of the two thousand eight um team it was a horrendous running um and obviously we were still in there with the with, with the leak and whatnot. Um I just think it's, it looks too good to be true with the running. Um and I just w- don't want any unnecessary injuries. But my point also just was to say about um Steve Davis. I phoned up the show before. Um, I'm am a huge fan of Steve Davis and I thought from Broncos made a wee bit of a, a, of a mistake um over in, in Leipzig and James Sands Davis was your man to bring on there. Um, and I was screaming last night about it. I just thought two more subs to make that he could have made. And I just thought, taking maybe Officer Cala and bringing on Davis, because I don't know what it is, but I just think Davis has got a wee bit more in, in there just to help us get through this final hurdle. And do you know what? I want to do this for, for Walter Smith.
8: I want to do it for
11: Jimmy Bell. And I want to, you know, if McGregor is finishing this year, um, I want I want, um, Greg City to get get his hands in that Europa League as well. You know, um, just see what he's thinking of that last point there.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's no bigger fan than Steve Davis and myself. No. I, I played with him. I know the, the qualities that he, he brings. And Yeah, I, I was surprised that he, he never get brought on um, last night. I, I did think that he was a man to come on. But look, Rangers still get through. How, how can you argue with the, the manager's um, decisions? But I still believe Steve Davis has got a massive part to play. Um, even if it's not on the pitch, even if it's just Burnley, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes the experience that that guy's got the know-how that he's got um, is so important and i am be honest and I've said that to a, a few of my mates if I'm Rangers I would keep Stephen Davis I would You wouldn't want to throw that experience away would no, you? No it is vital Rob even if he's not going to play week in week out we know that but to have that quality on the bench now he, he's a, a proper professional he looks after himself it's clear to see that um, but when Rangers do need him um, it's a great player to, to start the game or maybe bring off the bench. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with him um, come the summer, but I do think there's plenty of football, similar to what I say about Alan McGregor. I still think there's a lot of football left in Stephen Davis' legs. Paul,
3: good stuff. Good to have you on. Oh, bro, listen, thanks for having me on. Bro, pleasure. Yes. Just Paul.
2: No, The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go!
3: the last 10 minutes or so of the show with Barry Ferguson, Mark Greedy, Rob McLean heading into the the football weekend. Uh, The season is coming to a close, uh, but what uh, a close it promises to be for Rangers who last night sealed their place in the Europa League final. They've got the Scottish Cup final to look forward to as well just a few days later on. And maybe between now and the end of the show, Barry, we can get scribbled down on the back of the traditional fag packet your uh, Rangers starting 11 uh, let's assume that uh, Kemar Roof is going to be available uh, for the final so you're looking at me in a funny fashion at the moment um, That okay we'll assume Roof is going to be okay for it uh, what would your starting lineup be against Eintracht Frankfurt in the final you got about 10 minutes you can do it in 10 seconds you can probably do it off the top of your head actually yeah d- do you want it <laughs> yeah
4: <laughs> right, Alan McGregor in goals Tavernier, and Bassey, Barisic, three in midfield. I'm going to go with the uh, Lundstrom, Jack, Kamara, Arebo Roof Kent.
5: Mark, would yeah. you. I don't, I don't think you can argue with that. You know, the goalkeeper in the back four, I think, pick themselves um, all day long, unless, you know, when Giovanni starts doing his homework on the track, they might think, oh, well, maybe we're more suited to their back three. I don't know that, but. Yeah, Lundstrom and Jack absolutely Kamara after his performance last night um, you know your, your option would be instead of Kamara you go Aribo in there or you go Arfield in there if you wanted to include Scott Wright as a, as a starter or the pace of Sakala in one of the wide areas but if Roof's fit Roof definitely plays Kent definitely plays so I wouldn't disagree with that team I would say they potentially two places up for grabs you're, you're Sort of more advanced midfielder and and one yeah, right of your widey. That, that, you.
4: That's the that's where the question mark is. I think everybody else picks herself. Yeah, it's the number ten position and the wide right position. That's Joe
3: Rebo was was terrific last night, wasn't he? I mean he you know you yeah. can play that you can play that central. I felt from
4: Rob of him, but honestly, I I felt from at the weekend against Celtic. It's a it's a fun position for him, but mm. to be fair to him he worked hard and he occupied the back three
3: he's also got a great touch hasn't he yeah, when the ball's set
4: up long to him yeah he's a, he's a very good player Joe Arebo, Um no doubt about it um, and he go up there Gilles asked him I asked him obviously to go and do that job and, and to be fair to him last night until he got concussed I thought he was excellent um, no doubt about it but I like Joe Arebo and I, I like him on that kind of right side where he can float in on his, on his left peg um, and he's now starting to get back to the form he showed the first mm-hmm. six Six months of the season He went off to the half And he come back And I think if you ask Joe himself He wasn't at the levels He was before But now Over the last couple of weeks You're seeing um, His levels starting to creep up So Yeah it's a tough one It's a tough one to pick That, that starting 11 But that's the problem As it stands just now That's the 11 That I would probably go with
3: it's when you think about the the disruptions that Rangers had last night. They'd Ryan Jack, who went off as well. Joe Uribe, who who's a key part of what they do as well. They they just seem to roll with the punches and 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 come back with with an alternative.
5: Yeah, that shows you know there, there's cohesion there. there. There's there's a level of of understanding. There's there's a desire to do well for your teammates, regardless who's there. And I think too that um, it's an old cliche, but I mean definitely. <clears throat> Rob, the, the Rangers crowd played a massive part. 100%. Last night, you know, we talk about the 50,000. It should be, um, you know, a positive. It should be, you know, but sometimes it can be a negative if, if they get edgy and, you know, you, a misplaced pass and they're on somebody's back. But it didn't. They stayed with Rangers last night. They realised that you know, it was going to be on the every 90 minutes. It was, as Barry said, particularly run about when Leipzig scored and you thought, oh, right, wait a minute. Uh, McGregor said a save. But the Rangers fans, you know, really did play their part. They were very, very important last night and they showed a great level of understanding, of patience, and I don't think there's any doubt that the Rangers supporters helped their team win the game last night, it, for sure. It's
4: a old cliche, the 12th man, but I, I, I mm. tell you, mm. it, generally in games around about the 65, 70, uh, 70 minute mark, you do hit a bit of a lull, a bit of a dip at times. And that's where the fans once they get roaring and, and singing and, and dancing and, and screaming or whatever you, you feed off that energy and I think that's what Rangers because I, I I thought they looked a bit leggy mm-hmm. in that period when Leipzig controlled the game and then obviously when Leipzig scored it's a bit of a downer but after that the fans were unbelievable the the energy levels that, that they showed I thought, I thought fed onto the pitch and that's what I used to do as a player you need that sometimes, and that's where you you, you got it, and that's what I think the Rangers players got it last night. So the atmosphere was sounded absolutely electric, and that's the sort of atmosphere you
3: want to play in. Here's the manager talking about it.
7: Very proud for for the performance of my of my team. The the interaction with the fans today was amazing. I played so many games here uh, as a player, and well, from uh, last November as, as a as a manager. But the atmosphere today was was incredible. That helped us a lot. You could see the celebrations afterwards. You know, we were happy. We were uh, celebrating t- uh, to reach the final. Also in the locker room, uh, we took a moment to uh, to let the uh, achievements sink in. To uh, to have a, a really nice toast of uh, of Jimmy L. Kidman, who I'm sure was watching it from above. We toasted on his life and his achievements, what he's done for this club. We will miss him. Uh, for the rest of our lives. Again, in Seville, we're going to prepare well and make sure we're going to create another proud moment for this club.
3: There was a lot of outpouring of emotion last night for, for obvious reasons, Jimmy Bell, Walter Smith um, and all that. Um, just talking about the noise, Mark, last night, I mean, it. usually on these nights, it burns itself out after a while. There mm-hmm. didn't seem to be a lull uh, in the noise and the atmosphere at all. No, I and mean,
5: I think part of the reason for that is you know, well, it was fourteen years since Rangers last played the European semi-final, and we talk about old film games and, and things like that, and, and we get that. But well, Barry knows the that, that midweek nights under the floodlights should okay. Like you'd you much prefer it to be Champions League, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, but the next best thing is Europa, and you're you know you're getting into okay, Leipzig scoring, you're a wee bit nervy, you're thinking, but we can still do it, and they've got that going, and the Rangers fans. Played their parts. So I think that's what it is. You, know, you've been inundated with callers tonight, and people wanting to come on and say their bit and talk about their journey to 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 Seville in ten days' time. It was a real buzz, but it doesn't happen. Two thousand and eight was the last mm. time it happened. Two thousand and three before that, and it was about twenty years before that. And it wasn't either the old firm. It was Aberdeen and then United. So you think of it, it, it's absolutely massive, Rob. It's a great buzz if you're part of eyebrows. If you're part of Rangers, a player, a coach. Anybody working behind the scenes, or if you're a ranger supporter, whether you're going to Seville, or you're making you an agency to sit with your pals to watch it in the house, or go to your pub, wherever you may live, it's it's really really exciting. And on the flip side, in terms of we talk about this city, Celtic fans are getting up to win the title, whether it's this weekend or or, or it's Wednesday night, and they're looking probably getting the trophy. Um, a week on Saturday um, at home to is it Motherwell? they're playing the last day yeah. of the season so you think about all the excitement that's gone on for the different supporters for for, for different reasons then you've got Hearts got a Scottish got a final to look forward to but so there, there's loads of things but to get back to your point you know, the, the Rangers fans last night they made the most of it and they thought ok we're in a semi-final we're loving this this is brilliant but we want to be going to Sevilla and cheering their team on. Or- to hopefully go and win a European trophy, and that's what they managed to do last night. And I
4: loved the obviously the the players staying out on the pitch go and soak that up. Yeah, soak mm. that. These sort of things don't come round. They didn't want to leave the pitch, and you could understand why. No, because if the players, I said that last night, if the players stay out on the pitch, the fans will stay on the stadium. Go on and and enjoy enjoy the occasion. You've got to enjoy their moments. Sometimes you take it for granted, and I look back, and that sometimes I took it for granted. But go and spend it and enjoy the the, the, the occasions. Um, fantastic atmosphere, brilliant night, um, and they're 90 minutes away for doing something special, no doubt
3: about that. Yeah, and when you've beaten uh, Dortmund and Leipzig from the Bundesliga, they're second and fifth, and we're talking about Frankfurt, and yeah, maybe they've poured all their energy and effort into European football, um, but they're not really ripping up, up trees in the Bundesliga, and just because of what Rangers have done, the momentum that they've built up, um there's so many reasons to believe that Rangers can have their names on that their name on that trophy. Yeah. I'm I'm very confident.
4: No overconfident but I'm confident Rangers can get the job done in Seville. And they, they deserve to be there. I don't think they can mm. knock them. Um they've put out, for me, the best team in the competition. And rightly so I thought they deserve to go through against Dortmund. Have they had a look at the draw? Yep, but you've got to have that sometimes to get further into into Finals and semi-finals And they've done that But they came across good teams And they're coming up against another good team In in Frankfurt But I don't think there's anything to fear Um, Go in confident That they they can do the job And I think Rangers have got enough quality Because we keep going on about other other teams Look at Rangers Rangers have got real good quality players as well And I think they've got everything In their locker to go and get the job done
3: There'll be some people with blinkers not enjoying this at all. But really, if you look at the big picture for Scottish football, it's another bit of icing on the cake and it's some cake.
5: (laughs) It's been great Uh, so far. You know, it has. There's been big uh, European nights. There's been, you know, the drama of uh, of Ivor's against uh, Borussia Dortmund is the one that kind of sticks out for Scotland. Yeah, well, sorry, yeah, if you're talking about the international scene. The whole thing, um, just the whole. As well. You know, and that, you know, we, we go from. Um, potentially the, the league championship being decided next week to Celtic getting it to a Europa final on the Wednesday the Scottish Cup final and then before you know it Steve Clark and the squad are meeting up to play Ukraine mm-hmm. and then on June the 5th we're hoping that we're going to be in Cardiff to play Wales so you know what are we doing now May the 6th over I mean, the next four five weeks for Scottish football could be brilliant and, and if the national team cleans a place and Qatar Rob that is the ultimate that's the ultimate if Steve Clarke and players can pull that off over those two games.
3: Exciting few weeks to come, Mark. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for sure. of us back on Monday Live at 5. Uh, Zoe Kelly next with Go Dance.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go.
0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley.
1: We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service.
0: So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range.
1: All available with up to 10-year warranty.
0: Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyota's too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained tech and specialist advice from our
1: motability team.
0: Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.